Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, today we're going to talk about a company that buys and builds brands. Now, this is a company that is founded by the co-founder of Food Panda, Kiran Tana. Now, the company called Una Brands is an e-commerce aggregator that acquires and scales e-commerce brands based in APEC. And the company focuses on acquiring companies with strong independent branding, which have an annual revenue of between three hundred. Thousand US dollars and twenty million US dollars, and uses tech to optimize and automate product placement and marketing across a range of distribution channels. Now, Una Brands currently acquired and operates over twenty e-commerce brands across six countries, including. Ergonomic furniture brands Ergotune and Everdesk Plus. We want to find out what's next for Una Brands. Kiran Tana, co-founder and CEO, joins us on the show. Kiran, welcome. Thanks so much, Tian and thanks for inviting me. We're excited to find out more as well. So, Kiran, appreciate if we could start by finding out more about Una Brands. I understand you're an e-commerce aggregator. You buy and scale e-commerce brands, but how does it work? What is your value proposition and business model? If I were to explain in simple words, we are building the Unilever or PNG. Of the online world,、uh, so just like Unilever and PNG has multiple brands in the portfolio, backed by a common platform and distribution, that is exactly what we want to do for the online world. How do we do that? We acquire e-commerce brands, so we buy 100% of of a brand which is doing well,、uh, and then grow them to become bigger, more profitable, and also global, well-loved brands. So you mentioned、uh, Ergotune and Everdesk Plus, which are which are brands that we've acquired in Singapore, the leading ergonomic chair and desk brands in Singapore.、Uh, when we when we acquired them in late 2021, they were only in Singapore and and just selling quite well here, about eight million revenue in Singapore.、Uh, since then, since acquisition, we've grown them to more than 20 million revenue last year. Uh, including expansion to Australia, so we, we were able to take Singaporean brand, be successful in Australia in the first year itself,、uh, contributing about twenty five percent revenue,、mm-hmm. and recently launched them in the US as well. So, so acquiring a brand which is doing well but only in one country、uh, or, or、mm-hmm. struggling to grow beyond a certain limit, and then taking it into a global uh, brand. Uh, and、mm-hmm. and uh, the main part is that we we acquire brands which sell on multiple channels as well. So, Kiran, what is Then your current footprint within APEC. So today we have、uh, about th-、uh, offices in six countries across、uh, the region. So across Southeast Asia, in Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia,、uh, in Australia, New Zealand as well. So we we look at that market as well, as well as teams in India and China. So we have presence、uh, across the APEC region、uh, with over three hundred staff、uh, in the company employees today. Singapore is actually our headquarter. Uh, and we have about 100 staff which work in Singapore, including、uh, working on the brands that we've acquired.、Uh, some of our earliest brands we have acquired out of Singapore, so Una Brand was born and and raised in Singapore, if you wish.、Uh, and some of our earliest brands like Ergotune and Everdesk, Heaven Lux, and the Small Merchant、uh, have been Singaporean brands.、Uh, and very、uh, core、mm-hmm. to our strategy to to expand into the region from Singapore. Uh, but、uh, but we have global ambitions, and we look to take our brands even in the US. We have brands selling there as well. And、uh, talking about brands, you have acquired over twenty e-commerce brands over、uh, across six countries. So tell us more about that. And also, 
what are some of the criteria used to select the company that you wish to acquire? Because you seem fairly focused within home and living, mum and baby, beauty and personal care. Uh, any reason behind that focus? When we acquire the brands, we look for a few things in the brand. So as, as, as you mentioned earlier, we look for brands which have strong brand presence and already well-known in their home market. Uh, we look at brands with a minimum size of, uh, so you, you mentioned 300,000, but we have upped it now to a million, so minimum revenue of a million USD, uh, all the way up to 20 million USD. So we look at brands currently in that range. We, we look at profitability as well. So we want the brands to be profitable. Uh, and, and then our job is to make them bigger and more profitable over time. Uh, we also understand the segment that the brand is currently playing playing in is that market uh, large enough is that market growing uh, what's the prospects for the brand uh, in 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 the market that it is to grow in the future as well uh, very important also is do customers love the brand so so do they know about it do they talk about it on social media do they recommend it to their other customers are there reviews on on various platforms like shopee lazada are there positive reviews uh, and and are they are they better than their competition brands in terms of customer love? Uh, finally, most importantly, we also look at where Una brands post acquisition can add value. How can we grow them into into much bigger brands? That's the other thing we look at as well. Uh, in terms of the category focus, you mentioned I think we, uh, mom uh, and baby, uh, home and living and beauty are the three segments we look at. We like these categories because the products and the brands in these categories have longer shelf lives so if you have for example we have a a, a, a baby brand which is doing uh, feeding uh, accessories for newborns these products have been around for a, for a long time they will continue to be around for a long time and it's not trendy or fashionable like like for example fashion or apparel uh, you have to come up with new designs every year. We we, we avoid fashion mm. for that reason. And home and baby uh, and beauty are categories where we feel there's a longer shelf life of the brands and, and we can work with them over a longer period of time. Mm. And Kieran, I want to zoom in on one point you mentioned earlier, which is post-acquisition. What happens to the company that is uh, that has been acquired then? So post acquisition, we work very closely with the with the founders of the of the brand who started the brand. Uh, most cases bootstrapped it to more than a million revenue, right? In in cases when we acquire the brand, so we work very closely with them to integrate the brand brand into the Una platform. So so we 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 have our tech platform, we have our growth platform, and our operations platform where. We manage all more than 20 brands that we have using the same platform. So we integrate it into our platform. We work very closely with the founders of the brand uh, for a period of somewhere between two to three years post-acquisition to identify new growth opportunities that the brand will have, uh, whether it's a new market expansion, whether it's a new channel expansion, or, or launching new products as well. So these are three main initiatives we look at uh, and execute using our team to uh, to act on these growth initiatives we also have very deep relationships with uh, with with logistics partners uh, we have a sourcing team in china as well so the entire supply chain of the brand we move to our our partner uh, network uh, and make it immediately very efficient so there are there are multiple initiatives that we work on uh, on the brand post acquisition and and we work closely with the founders of the brand for a period of 2 to 3 years 
to drive these initiatives. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Kiran Tana, co-founder and CEO at Una Brands. Well, uh, Kiran, looking at the market for e-commerce aggregators, who would you describe to be your competitors and what is the number one trend in the industry then? If you look at brand aggregators, uh, currently we're actually in a very unique position because we are maybe the only active aggregator who is acquiring brands in the Southeast Asia, Australia region. Uh, and so so that puts us in a very strong position competitively. Uh, this is possible because we have a capability to acquire and sell brands on multiple channels, right? So we, 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 we look at brand selling on Shopee, Lazada, Tokopedia, Shopify, uh, Amazon. So we have capabilities to sell on different channels. That 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 is very important because if you look at Southeast Asia, most of the brands will sell on all possible channels. So that that's that's uh, unlike the US, where if you are selling on Amazon, you already capture ninety percent of the market. In Southeast Asia, uh, you need to be selling as many places as possible, and we want the customer to be able to buy in many places as well. So so those capabilities we've built since day one, uh, and that has put us in a strong competitive position because no other aggregator uh, in the region is actually acquiring brands as we speak right now. If you look at globally, though, we have many. uh, This model actually is quite popular in the US and the European markets. uh, And there are multiple aggregators, maybe more than 30 globally, which acquire Amazon brands or brands selling purely on Amazon in the mostly in the US and European markets. Uh, And uh, and uh, for example, most popular amongst them is or well known amongst them is Thrasio. Uh, which was the pioneer of the aggregator model in the Amazon world. Uh, for us, Amazon is a smaller part of our business, but that part we do see global competition. Uh, at the end of the day, the biggest hurdle we do face or, or the biggest uh, we have to overcome in terms of acquisition is the mindset of the seller who has been running the business for a while. Uh, it's chugging along maybe at slow growth pace at some point of time uh, and and to, to come to them and say, hey, we, uh, we are offering you a chance to exit uh, and, and for cash uh, and sell the brand to us. Uh, that's the biggest uh, hurdle we have to overcome is the mindset of, okay, this is my baby and I have to let go of my baby. But with the proceeds from the sale, I can I can do so many other things, right? So, so that's the biggest, uh, if you wish, competition or hurdle we face uh, in, in our business model. Indeed, so it's like a baby, and now you have to, you know, send them off to boarding school. It feels like that, right? Uh, Kieran, let's talk about funding. Una Brands, yourself as a company, had in 2021 raised a 40 million US dollars in its seed round. That's one of the largest seed funding rounds in the region. And more recently, Una Brands announced an additional 30 million US dollars in a pre-series C fundraise led by North Star Group. What is the strategic value brought about by investors in this latest round? How do you intend to use the money? So we've been actually quite quite uh, fortunate to have Northstar, one of the most respected PEs uh, in the region and, and the leading one in Indonesia, uh, to have invested in us. They have invested in unicorns like Gojek, roughly the same like about Series B, Series C for Gojek as well when they invested. Today, Gojek is, and then they've supported it through IPO. And, and uh, today, Gojek is very successful. A lot of it is because of the great investors it was able to bring on board. Uh, we also have Alpha GWC and White Star Capital, which have been uh, in our cap table in our earlier rounds as well. So together, I think we've been very fortunate in terms of... Uh, 
in terms of the kind of investors that have been supporting us uh, and uh, and the latest fundraise the pre-series C that we announced a few weeks back uh, is good validation of what the team has been building frankly in a very tough year uh, in terms of e-commerce uh, has has been very tough last year uh, uh, as well as fundraising has been very difficult so we've been we've been quite fortunate to be able to uh, have closed that round uh, our investors and nostar in particular has already been been quite helpful in the short period of time that we've had them work with us especially around indonesia expansion uh, and and raising further debt capital which is something that we are looking to do this year as well uh, so that we can acquire even more companies we also work very closely with some of the portfolio companies so we've, we've got introductions to payment providers uh, to logistics partners who are working with uh, with nordstar and alpha gwc uh, and that has mm-hmm. been very helpful already in a very short period of time the use of proceeds uh, just just to finish on the use of proceeds from the latest round we want to invest in in acquiring more brands i think that's the first part of it uh, but also invest in our capabilities uh, especially around tech which is a big differentiator for us mm. and uh, una brands achieve about 70 million us dollars in run rate revenue you're expected to achieve profitability this year to what extent are we on track to achieve this so we, we are definitely on track to achieve uh, the target and and it's it's, it's important to rem- remember that we are just about 2 years old so just over 2 years old we celebrated our second birthday uh, a few weeks back as well so uh, i'm very proud of what the team has been able to achieve to to reach a revenue run rate of more than 70 million dollars in this time uh, and and actually very close to profitability in december last year we we were roughly break even uh, and so this year we are looking to be on a more sustainable basis by the by the middle of the year by q3 to be profitable at a group level as well so we are, we are well on track to achieving that uh, as as well as continuing to invest uh, in in buying more brands and uh, and being uh, being able to increase our capabilities as well uh, so so that's the big focus for us this year uh, as the only active aggregator in the region to continue to increase the great brands that we have on our portfolio. Mm-hmm. And before we let you go uh, Kiran this is a question that we have asked our interviewees on this segment including REITs as well startups as well. Una Brands the new funding round is a mix of equity and debt. To what extent is will the rising rates the ongoing banking turmoil affect business then what a sentiment like for fundraising after what happened with svb sure so actually uh, for our business model actually debt is a very important component of it because when we acquire a brand we use it uh, with debt uh, so that we minimize the dilution on the equity side so so that's why we've we've uh, we've been able to raise uh, quite a lot of debt uh, very early in our life cycle so when we announced our 40 million dollar seed round that included a large debt component as well and and we were lucky to have uh, strong debt uh, partners uh, we 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 also fortunate that uh, the debt that we have is fixed rate and and uh, and so the rising rates have not really hit us uh, i- directly uh, because it's not floating uh, interest that we have to pay on the debt however what has happened is with the uh, with the rates going up over the last one year uh and and uh, more recently with the svb uh, the svb situation as you described fundraising environment has been very somber through through the last year actually so in last 12 months or so uh investors have appro- uh, have adopted a more wait and watch approach uh, and and the environment has been has been a little bit more wary southeast asia though i think the growth story has remained intact 
uh, and uh, the investors here are a little bit more uh, active in terms of deploying capital and, and and we've been lucky to have raised in this time frame two rounds uh, however we we do see international funds are a bit more wary especially investing in emerging markets uh, and we expect though uh, th- this this should open up a little bit more uh, this year as as uh, as the environment starts to improve Right. Thanks very much, Kieran. Exciting plans indeed and lots of insights there. That was Kieran Tana, co-founder and CEO at Una Brands. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.